Hey everyone and welcome to the Thrive Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Millwood. In this podcast, we'll dive into all things mental health from a holistic perspective. My guests and me will share our wealth of knowledge from vast experiences to provide you all you need to thrive in a world where most only survive. Don't forget to leave a five-star review or share the episodes, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody and welcome to the Thrive Mind podcast. Today we have my own personal coach, my Reiki master, the amazing powerhouse of intuition, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, that is Kim Fernandez of Soul Remedy. It was one of those things that as soon as I was going to do this podcast, I knew I had to get her on and had to share the amazing wisdom and just awesomeness that is Kim. So yeah, we dive into her intuitive being course, into how she came to become this amazing light in the world of so much darkness, a a guide that not only shy or that doesn't shy away from the darkness, but finds a way to really integrate all these things. And in a world where so many people are seeking to run from their problems or do things that maybe aren't too beneficial for them, uh, Kim is just such a a beautiful soul, really offering through her company Soul Remedy. Really, I think the, without getting too punny here, the, the remedy that so many of us are searching for to be able to tap back into that internal guidance system, uh, known as our intuition. So if you are interested in her stuff, I will mention at the end again, but check her out at soulremedy.com.au. We will have this in the footnotes. Her Instagram is underscore soulremedy underscore and check her out check out this podcast. It was so fun to dive into everything that we did from intuition, ego, Reiki, uh, the conscious or consciousness and what lies ahead through the path of mastery of ourselves and our intuition. With all that said, enjoy the podcast. Today we have a very special guest on the podcast, my personal coach, the teacher of Reiki for me intuitive guru or guress as I kind of was thinking of as I was going through trying to create a description for you today Kim uh so thank you for joining us Kim of Soul Remedy thank you thanks for having me I'm very excited to be on your new podcast yeah yeah it's been really cool to like have spent so long talking about it and then telling you guys about it and finally not only doing it, but finally getting a chance to actually have you on to dive into all of the amazing stuff that you do. And especially today to kind of mention the launch of your intuitive being course that you've just taken online now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's been a, a bit of a journey, but I'm really <laughs> excited to have um, the intuitive being online now. Um, I think I've had a lot of people um, who, you know, they either couldn't make it to the in-person trainings and obviously as well, we have a pandemic this year. So <laughs> a lot of people are asking to do it online. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I've put it into a version um, that you can basically 
you know, buy and then do it totally self self led. So yeah. yeah. And I know your your wife is doing it. Yes, <laughs> yes. She's been so keen and then the second it came out she was like, All right, Tom, I've got it. We're gonna go <laughs> first person you bought <laughs> she was just sitting there ready she's like every day she's like has she launched it yet has she launched it i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready so she's so keen i um having i guess like known you for you know for a good few years now obviously my wife kat has known you for even longer from school and that sort of thing yeah. um you initially we sort of knew you as the reiki practitioner um, and then the Reiki teacher for us. And then, albeit that obviously the intuition has always been a part of it for you, um, it's really kind of blossomed. I, I guess it's probably what been like the last year and a half, sort of two years that you've really yeah. started to um, cultivate, yeah, now what is almost your signature um, work. How, what was there that kind of brought that out for you? Was it particular mentors that kind of guided that or was it literally just your intuition that guided you towards it um look I'm just gonna before we um continue apologize my puppy is here with (laughs) all the squeaky toys and just being really noisy so no 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 um um so yeah look everything that you said um you know I think there's not just one thing that obviously led to it. Um, you know, and I would say I would go as far back as, you know, from when I was really young, um, I was always fascinated by intuition and, um, you know, spirituality and just the idea that there's more than, you know, what, what we are taught, um, that there's more to us than what we're taught. And I think, so from really young, I, um, when I say really young, I mean like late teens, I used to go to see like healers and shamans and, and honestly, back then it wasn't as big as it is now. And so a lot of people thought I was really weird (laughs) that I used to do that. Um, and I really got a lot from it just for me personally and all the things that I was going through when I was young, but I never, I never thought that I would be, you know, working in that or, or teaching people. And then I guess fast forward uh, to now that I have Soul Remedy. Um, so, yeah, I started out doing Reiki um, in terms of the Soul Remedy business. And like you said, absolutely, I've just let my intuition guide me. I've, I've literally just the whole journey of Soul Remedy has been – I go, okay, what's my next step? Because that's how intuition works, right? It it doesn't give you anything but the next step. Yes. <laughs> and yep. that's it. And so that's where that whole idea of tra- trust in it and faith comes in because it is that that thing of going, okay, this is the most next true step for me and I don't know where it's taking me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to trust it or not trust <laughs> it, but follow it anyway. Yeah. Um, and Basically, you know, I, as I was, you know, doing Reiki sessions with clients, one of the, I guess, because I mean, I I guess I'll explain for anyone who doesn't know, but um, even though Reiki is an energetic practice, intuition is a huge part of it because you need to um, be able to 
you know, pick up on what's going on for that person. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Macy's I, usually barking her butt off when we're recording, so it's. <laughs> I'm gonna hide the toy. Okay, I'm just gonna hide the toy. The pooches of the um, podcast. <laughs> um. So, so basically, in Reiki, obviously, we are tuning into the person's energetic body and we're, we're supporting the movement of flow of energy, but also we're interpreting what's going on for them and receiving yeah. information intuitively um, to be of service to that person. So naturally, as I was practicing as a Reiki practitioner, my intuition started developing even more. Yeah. Um, and then what happened in sessions was more and more I found people asking me like, how they could pick up on what I was picking up on for them. So there was this common thread of like interest in, well, how do I, how do I connect into my intuition? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, everybody has one. It's not like some, (laughs) it's not only like special woo-woo people have it. Um, And so, so that, so one thing led to another. And then uh, obviously I started teaching Reiki and, I found that when I started teaching Reiki, I found it really important that I teach people how to develop the intuition alongside yes. of that because obviously, like I've said, to, to, to do Reiki, you need um, intuition. And yeah. basically, I don't believe that the current model of society that we're raised in um, nurtures our intuition. So, yeah. um so that was that. And then at that time, that was all I was doing and that was all I was planning on doing. Um, and then I think throughout those few years, I've had several teachers yep. um, that I've been really blessed to to meet and come across who, who taught me even more. So um, two of them are Reiki teachers. Uh, one was a this amazing uh, shaman lady who... Um, She's like a, a like a native Native American, um, and then also Aboriginal shaman. So she does shamanic uh, yep. two cultures. So I've learned from her, and yes. and then also um, I did a few years training and mentoring with an amazing man called William Whitecloud, um, yep. who has wrote num- a number of books on magic and intuition. Yeah. Yep. So all of these, I guess, people that I've trained with. Um, combined with, I guess, my own life experience um, has really led me to a place where I just have this, there's nothing that I kind of believe works more and better than than having a strong intuition. And I say that having been someone who's tried everything. (laughs) I've done every type of personal development. I've done every type of... um, you know, mindset training and, and purely because I love it, it's my passion, but also to see what works and yeah. what I think works is, is intuition is, yeah. is helping people develop their intuition. It's, it's a very, um, gentle, <laughs> like art as well, you know, from obviously, you know, my sort of personal story, but having gone down the route of trying to, you know, receive messages or be guided by something outside of myself in the form of psychedelics and, and all of that, (laughs) that, you know, it it is very common now that people seek out those things as what will be the answer. And then it becomes, they can't get the answer without the assistance of those things, or they, 
they almost give up their own sovereignty of abilities by, you know, by renting it out to, you know, to mushrooms, to ayahuasca, to whatever it may be, but that it's like all of that stuff is great, but if you don't, yeah, know how to interpret what was there or, you know, just in your general life, interpret things to take those next steps, you're not, you know, going to integrate what you learned. You're not going to get the messages um, perhaps as clearly as they could be. I know when I started um, doing Reiki, it was, you know, learning it off of you and learning the beginnings of intuition and really catching myself where I was trying to create a story as to what I was noticing and having that kind of, I guess, difference of the ego led I'm hunting for something versus actually receiving a message. And it's, it's a very fine dance between that being able to receive it and not letting yourself get carried away and trying to um, create meaning out of something in a way that's ego driven, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's, you know, absolutely the art of it, isn't it? It's, it's a whole art, um, being able to tune into your intuition and, um, you know, that, and, and that's why I believe people do need to be trained, um, in it because like you said, um, a lot of people think it's, yeah, it's like you're going in to get something and it's kind of like the more you f- try to find it and grab onto it, the, you know, the more it fall, you know, it, it's, it's further and further away from you. Um, and actually the more you do that, the more you engage the mind, um, which is, which is not where we want to go. Um, you know, one of my teachers, uh, you know, has taught me that, you know, and exactly like you were saying, it's about receiving the best thing to do when you want to tune into your intuition is, is, is obviously start from a place of, of not knowing. So, so, and, and then the second thing is, is to say that I don't need to know anything. There's nothing that I need to know. There's nothing that I need to work out. You know, it's, Mm. it's about just receiving what's already there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, I know that, um, within your work that, you know, one of the first practices that, um, that I did with you was, uh, I can't remember the exact name of how you sort of phrase it, but that returning to innocence and it's the, you know, it's stripping back the, the stories that we have or the patterns that we maybe go into to, you know, we look at something and we assume a certain thing about it or, you know, we see a tree and we just, you know, the word tree comes into our mind and that's it and it stops and you don't notice what's in the tree. You don't notice the color of the leaves. You don't notice all these small things that are, aside from, you know, being able to receive messages and stuff, just how much more beautiful life can be when you open yourself up away from that restrictiveness of what your mind wants to do because it wants to just sort of shut out everything that's not a tiger, you know, trying to attack you or in these days, whatever, you know, (laughs) is going to take the place of that, that you'll assume as being the worst thing ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, it's like in, in the, the innocence, it's really about that thing of, of total presence. And I think a lot of us talk about what present, you know, being present, um, trying to be present, doing things to try and be more present. But I think a lot of us, you know, either we don't actually know 
or we just haven't experienced what total presence actually is. Yes. Um, just because not not our fault, but just because we're not taught how to drop into total presence. Um, you know, I've been doing tons of meditations since I was really young. And a lot of them, you know, meditations are amazing, but they're still actually not total presence, a lot of them. A lot of them are the opposite. You're off, you know, you're off somewhere <laughs> else, which yeah. is not bad because, you know, you can get a lot from that too. But the practice of total presence and, and being in nothing and, and like you said, innocence is is because the reason why it's called innocence is because a newborn child, that's the most purest form of innocence, they, they are totally present because they don't know anything. They don't have any preconceived ideas or perceptions or beliefs or experiences about anything. Um, they're not in their mind. Yeah. You know, they're just yeah. totally present. Their mind hasn't even really formed yet. Yeah. So, so that's the place, um, like you said, a powerful part of, of intuition is absolutely innocence. Yeah. Yeah. I remember... I can't remember who it was. It was someone that had talked about a study where they actually had showed a comparison and, you know, admitted this is bringing, bringing drugs into the situation, but it was like comparing someone on LSD or mushrooms and a baby and that shutdown of the default mode network and the part of the brain that kind of, you know, creates our reality and what is, you know, real, what's not and so on. And it's like babies literally live in that space, you know, and, if we can find a way to tap into that without the danger of a, you know, an illegal drug where you can get locked up, but also without the, you know, the ongoing ramifications and destabilization that you can have spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and so on. Um, it's like, I had, um, Sam Swain on a couple of podcasts ago and he's created a company called Clarity where, it's a mindfulness-based practice using tea, and he specifically did it in a way that it's not using an app. It's not using your phone. It's not tying you to something outside of yourself, and it's something yeah. very present. And I feel like Reiki, intuition, all these things are very much in a similar space where it's taking away that like that dependency that we kind of, you know, Western culture is big for. It's like, if there's a phone, there's a drug, there's all these things we want to give you. And it's been able to strip back all of that stuff so that if everything else was gone, you'd have the tools to, to still take your next step or to know what you were doing. And then, you know, from there, it's like, you aren't, um, yeah, I guess like I was sort of saying, you know, you're not dependent on something else. You have it all completely within, within, excuse me, inside yourself where you're able to, at any given point, call on it. And, you know, it's almost like you've got a a buddy beside you always. It's there that always has your best interests at heart, that is always there to, if you need help, um, you know, carry you into the next moment and guide you to what the next best thing is to do. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that's actually one of the biggest reasons why I started Soul Remedy was, you know, purely based on the fact that I guess what I observed not only about myself up until that point in my own life experiences and my own challenges that I had, but also just everyone around me in the world was that, you know, we just don't believe that 
we're powerful. We don't believe that we, um, I mean, a lot of us try to believe, <laughs> but you know, that to me, that was just, there was just so much missing. And I think a lot of people are realizing that now, obviously, and, and returning to a lot of these practices. But the reason why I loved it so deeply, the energy work and the intuition, because like you said, it's about cultivating something that we already have within us. It's, it's about returning home to yourself. It's, it's like remembering what we've forgotten about ourselves as, as human beings Um, you know, that we are energy, that we are, you know, that, that, that intuition is, is, is us, you know, intuition, you know, the mind isn't us, intuition is us. And yet we're raised in this society that tells us the mind is you and intuition is not you, you know, it's all backwards. Yeah. 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 Right. It's all backwards. And then we wonder why so many people have mental health problems, um, you know, and just lost and confused and, and all the things, right? And it's it's because we're looking in the wrong places. And like you said, we're looking outside of us. And as long as you're looking outside of you, you, ne- you you're you just going to be like a, a hamster on a wheel. You're never actually going to arrive anywhere. Um, that's not to say that you don't, you know, like just like we talk about in our sessions, that's not to say... <laughs> you don't create things and you don't have goals and you don't go for things because you do where, you know, we're inherently creative beings and we do need meaning and we do need purpose, but you want to do it from a place of, of wholeness already. Mm. And wholeness um, doesn't mean you're perfect. (laughs) And wholeness doesn't mean that you perfectly love yourself all the time. And, And wholeness doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you have, you know, don't have an ego and you don't have bad days. Wholeness is that you you have a knowing that, you know, like you said, everything you need is already inside of you. Yes. You know, you you have your intuition, which is your your foolproof guidance system <laughs> that is connected to so much more than what our mind can comprehend. Um and, you know, we have this amazing ability to to heal ourselves emotionally and energetically. And yeah. that is also really um, suppressed, you know, in, yes. in, in culture. It's um, almost the, the warning, like, so <laughs> intuition kind of is the, or can in some ways be a bit of a fire alarm for us for where we are straying from our own path and we're falling into these sort of survival mechanisms or survival patterns. But yeah, the modern culture, you know, version of what happens is it's like, oh, that's a symptom. So let's medicate for that symptom. And then that symptom has a side or, you know, that medication has a side effect, which creates more symptoms. And there's just that roller coaster as opposed to stripping it all back and being like, hey, why do I have an elevated heart rate right now? Why, you know, am I low energy going into work? Is it actually because I'm I just did this job because my parents wanted me to or whatever the, you know, the path is that's kind of led you down that way where you've, you've taken away the sovereignty of your own choice and you've taken away the ability for you to actually uh, reach for all the things that could be possible for you. It's sort of, you, you fall into the safety of, I'll get this job because I assume it's safe. And as so many people probably have found out this year, you know, no one is safe and there is no, 
single job that is perfect and is going to maintain its path. So it's like if you if you are going to have to work for the rest of your life, if you are going to have to earn a living or do something, why not do it in a way that you can live and enjoy and love what you do, you know, even if it's a process and a stepping stone along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, <laughs> there's so much that you said there. Um, <laughs> so much. Um, yeah, and you know, as as you know, like, you know, I always talk about that. You know, it, safety is an illusion. Um, and like you said, so many people would have realized that this year, right? That that you know that they've we've been in this model of, of thinking that, you know, if I have a job and all of that, it's safe, um, it's secure and it's, and it's not. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with having a job. If that's your truth and that's your career path and all of that, um, you know, not everyone's made to have their own business or anything like that. But I do think, you know, it's like you, you want to cultivate this, this ability within you this trust to your inner, you know, your inner most self that you can deal powerfully with whatever comes your way and, and your happiness and, and, you know, wholeness is not dependent on something entirely outside of you, you know, entirely on a job or money or relationship or anything, because when we do that, we've given all of our power away to that thing. And so then the second it gets taken away from us, we absolutely fall apart. Um, And because we've bought into the illusion that the power isn't inside of us or inside of you. Um, Whereas, you know, when you were just speaking, I was just thinking about how, you know, if you look at people, you know, tribes who, who live on the land, they live off the land you look at all indigenous cultures, right? They are so connected, not just to their own internal guidance system, but to the land, to the animals, to everything. And in that connection and in that oneness, they've cultivated this kind of resilience and, Mm -hmm. and centeredness and power and trust in themselves. Like, you look at them, they'll go out and walk through the jungle and they totally trust their own like ability to survive. And, you know, they know, they know, you know, if the rain's coming and they know which way an animal's walked and they don't question it, they know it. And it's because they've cultivated what is natural to us. Yes. Yeah. Whereas unfortunately, there are a lot of like, unfortunately, there are a lot of benefits, not, not unfortunately, a lot of benefits, unfortunately, (laughs) because, you know, we've grown up in a modern society and so many of us, there's a lot of benefits to obviously what, what we have, right. With technology and and so much benefits. The downside is we've Mm. suppressed who we really are. We've suppressed our natural ways of being. We've lost our natural tools Mm. so when we are confronted with a stressful situation we can't cope you know yeah yeah. i mean i'd I'd love to hear your thoughts with like exactly on that where (laughs) sometimes there's the misconception that intuition or all these things it's very up in the clouds and it's almost very disembodied but like you're saying it's it's to a degree it's kind of coming back into the animal of yourself and connecting back into 
the yeah. animal inside you that, you know, that has yeah. over millions of years learned these ways of noticing things. And we have had um, so much of our natural, natural nature hijacked by not being able to see the stars, by, you know, by birth control, getting rid of women's natural cycles with, you know, yeah. with the moon, by wearing shoes so we're not, you know, people can go from waking up in their house on carpet to putting their shoes on, going out to work, coming home, putting back their slippers on, and they haven't touched the ground once. They've been completely insulated from the world yeah. all day. Yeah. And it's doing those things that kind of gets us back in touch with nature, not only builds that resilience, but, yeah, I think it opens up the, the portal for messages to come through to that animal side of you that then acts or you know comes through i guess sometimes maybe as intuition but as a as that innate knowing of the next right step where danger is and and so on so we don't have this modern you know faulty tripping where you think you're gonna die over you know really small things at work or or otherwise it's um yeah 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 totally i mean I mean, that's a whole, you can write a, I mean, there are millions of books on it, but, you know, I could write a whole book on, on just, you know, what you've just said. And, you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's to simplify, if you think of it like this, if, if what we're constantly giving the power to, and, and, you know, it's like that saying, which wolf are you feeding, right? Yes. Um, if we're constantly giving the power to, the mind to the survival brain to the ego and we're not taught any differently and we just live that way then then that just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and then we get to this point where you know we're just completely consumed by our patterns our survival part of our brain our fears um, you know, these challenging emotions that we don't know what to do with. Um, and, and by that stage, the connection to the other part of us, which is our true self, our true nature, our intuition, our instincts has been completely watered down or lost. You know, it's like, um, imagine, imagine like an animal, you know, who suddenly, you know, in the wild that suddenly lost all its instincts you know, it would die really yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's exactly like, what happens when they reintroduce, yeah, zoo life out into the wild. They're like, go, yeah. go live. And the next thing you know, something comes and swoops them. And you're like, oh, damn. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect analogy. Like uh, us, unfortunately, us in the modern Western world, un- unless we, we consciously develop our intuition and our instincts and our en- connection to energy and all of that, we're literally like that. We're like a we're like an animal that's been raised in in captivity in yeah. in a in a hospital or something. Sorry. <laughs> and um and then you know and then that's it. You get let out and you don't last very long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can't cope. And you know that I think that takes me to what you were just saying before about um you know. Yeah, things like ayahuasca and and all these things that people are trying to do to connect to, you know, their their spirit or their soul yeah. or their higher self or the intuition or to get some sort of meaning. I think that the intention is good, yeah. and 
I think it's awesome that people are, are looking for that. I think, unfortunately, uh, the danger with that is, is it, it's not, it's not going to last for yeah. most of those people. Um, it's too much to integrate. Integration yeah. is a huge part of uh, transformation and mm. transformation and awakening and growth and change. Integration is an important step. And so if we have done no, no we, we haven't put the time in, you know, the, the hours in, the, the work in to, to go inwards daily, you know, for months or years on end and, you know, make a commitment to practice, you know, lifelong practice to, yeah. to being our best selves. We kind of just go from, you know, being totally consumed by the ego to going, you know, I, I want to have an awakening. So I'm going to go <laughs> this drug and you, you know, might have an awakening for a moment or a night or a day, but then it's like, what do you do with that? How do you yes. integrate that into your life? How do you actually tangibly grow and change as a person? Um, yeah. And I think that's the only danger with that. And I'm not yeah. judging anyone who, who does it or anything like that. I do unfortunately know of a lot of people um, mm. who have done it and it's been really, really bad yeah. for exactly that reason. Yeah. Um, Case in point right here. <laughs> you, you know, but you weren't even, it wasn't even really. Um, as bad as it could have been. It was just doing the, the breath work, right? Well, that was the second time. So that was the second breakdown. Yeah. The first one was, was the mushrooms with, with an edible mixed in as well and, everything else but it was the way that like I almost um explain explain it is it because like where I've said that intuition is a lot more embodied the the way that those kind of messages come through and everything like that there's almost no what would the word be not that there's no care for reality or the ramifications of certain things but it's kind of like you get this idea of like the best thing to do right now would be to just radically change all these things. Like, you know, it'll throw everything at you very quickly, mm -hmm. but because you've got no way of understanding how to do that or just the, like even that, that voice, that spirit, sometimes it's, it's very well intended, you know, in the same way that our inner child can be well intended, but it comes through in the wrong way sometimes that it's, that voice can be well intended, but the ramifications of, you know, being completely lit up with these new ideas and everything like that. It's like, unless you can make your way back down the mountain, you're never going to be able to pass on that medicine from your hero's journey. It's you sort of go through this journey, but then you end up yeah. stuck on a mountain and there's, you know, no one gets to receive the, you know, the lessons or the stories that you've taken from it. And that's where, yeah, the, it's the practice outside of just those moments in ceremony or, you know, in whatever psychedelic practice it is that yeah. actually makes a difference. And I, I guess that's kind of where I know with a lot of what you do and teach, it is more about the being and it's, it's not so much about the doing of just one specific thing. It's about how are you as a whole being. And I guess, I mean, you know, was that to a degree, a, a part of your thing that it's not, the course isn't, 
the intuitive doing. It's it's the intuitive being because it is more <laughs> an embodiment of Absolutely. of the practice and so on. Absolutely, it's 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 a way of being. Yeah, it's a way of being, and we have many ways of being. <laughs> I think as humans, um, and you know, the, the intuitive way of being to me is our highest way of being. Yeah. It's our highest um, path that we can take. And it's, it's the most connected to our, our true nature. And, you know, the ripple effect of that is it's, it's monumental. Like it's massive because if you just think about it, like if you're in alignment with in each and every moment, you know, if you're always making your choices from that place in life, if you're always, you know, reaching up to that part of you for for guidance and, um, you know, constantly putting the power in that part of you and not in the survival um, brain, you know, if you just link all of that together, you know, like if you're just doing that on a daily basis over yeah. time, you know, your, your life is going to be, you know, filled with so much more of what you love. Um, you know, your ability to just deal with things is just going to be so much more powerful and, you know, your purpose will be so obvious to you and there's just so many things, all the things that us as humans seek and yearn for and, you know, are looking for, to me, it's, it's like the answers inside of you it's yeah. it's intuition and i know so many people know this theoretically you know there's millions of <laughs> quotes on instagram and everywhere and people get it but yeah. to actually live it and be it is a whole different thing yeah. um and it's not e- i'm not going to say it's easy it's definitely not the easier path because actually living from our survival brain is easier it's it because it's more comfortable it's not um enjoyable it's you generally suffer a lot more when you live from your survival brain as we all know um but it's 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 like the only way i just think it's the only way (laughs) it's 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 it's, yeah once you know it's like once you get into it there's no way of stepping back you kind of once you have that awareness of it almost does give you a like a thousand foot view of like oh going down these survival pathways this is where it's going to end me up in 30 40 years whereas that extra bit of effort that extra you know emphasis into stepping into thriving essentially how much that pays off in the long run yeah i mean even just with fitness it's the exact same thing it's like you can like paul check has an awesome quote where your health will become your number one priority at some point yes why not make it now you know, you can either wait till your deathbed to be like, crap, I need to fix this thing. Or you wait till you have that heart attack or, you know, stress gets you to the point where you have a breakdown. Yeah. Or you can create practices in your life that, albeit take up a small chunk of your life, allow the rest of, you know, your life to be exponentially better, more filled with joy and, you know, everything else that there is to offer in this existence that we have. Yeah, and you know, in, in listening to you say that, like two two things, you know, really come to me that I think are really important for 
for people to to know and to remember about about intuition about um you know our humanness as well is that you know the first thing is that essentially yes we do like you're saying we want to always you know be following what our intuition gives us and listening to it and and putting the power in it no matter how difficult it might seem in the moment um you know some some people call that i think it's delayed um what is it delayed mm. gratitude no delayed uh, yeah like delayed gratification delayed gratification yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um and you know and, and yes, that's important. I think the other thing to remember, though, is allowing for our humanness and remembering that we're going to fall off all the time. Yeah. We're going to fall into our shit all <laughs> the time. We're going to fall into our ego. We're going to fall into our survival brain. So being an intuitive person is not about not being in your ego. It's not about not having fears or not suffering. Mm. You know, It's not about not having that, but it's about... A, you know, practicing stepping out of it. It's about yeah. practicing reaching up every single day and asking your intuition what's next. Um, it's about cultivating a connection with this this important higher, you know, part of you. And, you know, within that, it's that humanness and self-compassion because yeah. I think sometimes people go, you know, like they really beat themselves up if they don't, (laughs) if they don't get it perfect all the time, but they don't get it right. Um, And, you know, like, like you're saying, sometimes it, you know, we don't wake up until something really bad happens. I know that's happened to me before, you know, and, you know, when that happens, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe we should have listened a little (laughs) bit earlier. However, you know, that's also part of the journey. That's also part yeah. of the every person's hero's journey. And it's not about that not happening. It's about what you do with it yeah. and what you, you know, how you can turn that shitty experience, shitty feeling into gold, how you can use it to move towards your higher self more. Yeah. And, and some would say, you know, m- many great philosophers actually say that, you know, darkness is the doorway to yeah. our gold. So we can't create our joy and happiness without the darkness, right? Yeah. So, so it's there's so many ways that you can um, frame it. And the second thing I wanted to say is that, you know, one of my teachers that I talked about before, William, something that he always says, um, which has always stuck with me, is that. Um, you know, he call, he talks about the half wise. Um, I think I've talked to you about this before. I think so, yeah. yeah. But, and he talks about how, you know, it's like once you know, <laughs> you know, it's like once you know, once you, once you know what your intuition is saying to you, once you're connected in, you know, once you've developed that part of you, it does come with responsibility because mm. – once you know, you have to follow through, like you have to listen to it because it's far worse if you hear your intuition and you don't follow through than somebody who doesn't know what the intuition is saying and they don't yes. 
so so you know it's like i think a lot of spiritual teachers they talk about you know becoming aware like you know more aware self-awareness mm. comes with greater responsibility intuition is exactly that yeah yeah it's almost the like like it's a very standard pattern of there's this you know new, new tool that's given or learnt and there's a lot of excitement you get to kind of use it to you know to progress with things but then you know the ego comes back in or something comes up and you start to beat yourself up over it and the like the, the original tool was there to help you gain more acceptance and love towards that side of yourself but then it kind of you know it makes or it amplifies it i know you've you know said this so many times where you know the more that you follow the intuition the more that those sides of you and that ego will get louder and will get stronger because they go hand in hand um but it's about having them work side by side as opposed to just completely butting heads and creating a you know almost a loving relationship with that side of yourself so that it can be something that you catch you know i sometimes sort of tell the people i work with that it's like you're playing hide and seek with that side (laughs) of you and just it'll come up it'll be that that way that you act when you used to as a child or, you know, the scenario that you always triggers you into a certain way and you notice it and just to have a laugh and catch it and be like, Oh, I can see what my ego wants to do here. Exactly. I caught you go hide somewhere else. Um, you know, intuition is taking this one. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's the practice of, of awareness of, of, you know, both at all times um, and then consciously making a choice of, of, you know, like you said, putting the power in your intuition. And I say that like, it sounds like it's really easy thing to do, <laughs> but, you know, you know, and everyone's different. Um, but for the average person who maybe has had no experience in their life, um, with developing their intuition or just having any type of trust or connection to the inner voice, that can take you know, it can take a little while, like it can take, yeah. which is why, um, you know, which is why I, I started my coaching programs. That, that's what led to my coaching programs was that once I started teaching people intuition, <laughs> they had the tools and they're all excited and then they'd go away. And exactly like you said, um, they would implement the tools and they would have some amazing results and, you know, life changing things happening and just shift yeah. their whole being. But, you know, you do need someone to hold you in a container for a little while yeah. while you go through that um, and, and help you kind of, <laughs> stay, you know, on, on track and, and like we were talking about before an integration period mm. um, so that there's longevity and, and, you know, in terms of neuroscience, the practice of developing your intuition, it's we're literally like rewiring your brain. Yes. Yeah which is a good thing because then <laughs> over time, you know, that like you're going to have new neural pathways and over mm. time, uh, you know, for a lot of people that maybe were, you know, stuck in the darkness a lot, yeah. um, really suffering, a lot of that will really minimize over time. Um, I've had a lot of clients that at the beginning we had, um, and look, I'm not going to, I'm going to say disclaimer here. I'm not claiming <laughs> that I, you know, this, I'm not going to claim this work cures depression or anxiety because everyone's right. situation is different. Um, but I know I had chronic anxiety. Mm. Don't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, 
I had a lot of clients who, when they first came to see me, depression, anxiety on a medication. And then, and I'm not saying it's me, <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> work. Um, they, they developed their intuition. They worked on their mindset. They developed their connection to the energy and they did, you know, they put the time in some of yeah. them months. Some of them have been two years. Um, but who they are on the other side is just, you know, it's like they've come home to themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can even say, you know, you, you're like a completely different person to when we <laughs> completely different. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But it is, it's the, well, the, I mean, there's uh, two things that I've found, you know, and having learned from you, I can sort of like, as you're saying these things, I know exactly how it's applied for me, but where, you know, the things like Reiki, um, they open, you know, open us up to where that anxious energy or that trauma that's stored in us can finally actually be released. And, you know, generally it's sort of, you know, the protocol of anxiety is fear of something in the future happening to us, even though it may technically be because of something in the past, you know, without going too deep in the weeds on it, but (laughs) that, and then depression, you know, comes from that lack of you know being able to see a new future being very stuck in the past and the the combination of being able to release that trauma in a safe space as you know things like reiki and energy healing does or you know i kind of put it to where it's in the same way that a doctor will put stitches in he doesn't actually heal the wound he just creates a situation where healing can take place and that's very much what reiki and energy work does but then the intuition and that side of things, it lights up your brain to where as depression sets in and you, your synaptic, you know, I call it the synaptic palette kind of starts to really dim down and you can't, you literally can't imagine a brighter future. And so that, you know, working on that intuition and rewiring the brain, as you said, gives you that ability to create a possibility for the future to just imagine something like I've found so much power for people, even in just imagining a nice holiday. Yeah. Going through some workshops over the, um, over the lockdown with some people and going, all right, I want you to just imagine you're at whatever that family holiday is or that trip you were going to take with your partner or the solo venture you were going to go on. And just like imagine the smells of the beach, imagine the taste of that cocktail, imagine the aromas and spices of wherever it is that you're going, you know, the way that the animals that there are and just starting to flex those neurons in your brain, like, like it's my favorite thing, seeing someone come out of that and just the way that their physical, like the energy that their face is showing can go from such a low space to just smiling ear to ear because they've started to really just exercise that, you know, that intuition and that creativity of what could be and what is available to me in the future if I, you know, lead myself down that path. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what's so cool is that the more that, you know, somebody experiences their intuition, um, learning about their own mindset, developing a self-awareness. And and just as a side note, um, just to kind of, I think, make sense as well, what you're saying, um, imagination is 
intricately linked with intuition, um, which a lot of people don't know because we're generally taught in society that imagination means something's not real or it's fake. Mm. And it's actually quite the opposite, which can be a bit of a mind bender for some of us. (laughs) Um, But, you know, imagination triggers our intuition. Yes. And so, um, so exactly like you said, once people start to experience it, it's like this whole new world opens up inside of them that they didn't know was there. And that just brings this infinite amount of possibilities. And the fact, like, if you think about it, just like you, you know, a lot of people experience this in, in normal meditation, but to me, this is like a whole other level to, to just normal meditation. Yeah. And just like you were saying, um, when you've guided that person through it, right, even though you're the one that was guiding them, they created that inside of themselves. Yeah. It wasn't you. Like you were just instructing them, right? Mm. But they generated that. And that's what's so cool because the more people start to realize yeah. that your internal experience is generated by you, by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your emotions, your thoughts, your everything it's generated Mm. internally even though it seems like something outside of us has caused us to feel a certain way it's never the case it's always our response to that thing and so part of the power of all of this is you begin to have the ability to control what your response is to things yeah yeah you you have a better ability to to choose differently, to feel differently, to think differently, which is, you know, huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I, that's probably one of the the biggest things I think for me, like over the last two and a half, three years that I've gained is that sovereignty of my own energy and the way that I react to things and the way that I feel about stuff. It like you know, things always can have an emotional charge for you and some things, you know, still will catch you. But to kind of be able to remind yourself, hold on, everything is neutral. Everything is a circumstance and everything I can look at with a blank slate and it can go either way. And Mm -hmm. which, you know, then you, if you sort of are guided intuitively, it's like, well, which way do I want to go? Do I want to be shitty about this situation or do I actually want to go a different route and sometimes you know being shitty is the way that needs to be yeah. you know put forward but that yeah you have that uh sovereignty and there's that equanimity within you that you're not just triggered into the next response to just recreate an old pattern or recreate the pattern in your brain that has been going for however long it's you know took to set in in the first place yeah exactly right and you know those patterns you know it's it's <laughs> patterns is, is they're, they're so annoying um <laughs> but you know it, it's it's when you understand why we have them it's pretty fascinating and you begin to sort of not hate them as much <laughs> um and it kind of makes sense but essentially you know I just think it's as a starting point it's important for people to know that your ego's job is to keep you in the in your patterns. That's its sole yeah. that's its sole purpose in life. Well, yeah. it's also to protect you, but it does it in a really, <laughs> you know, dysfunctional way. Yeah. Um, but one of its sole purposes is to keep you in your patterns. And yeah. 
um, it's annoying, but it, it does have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, so I think what is important is, like you said, if you do end up, you know, even though you're aware, you mm-hmm. end up falling into your pattern anyway, you end up going down that, you know, route. Um, <laughs> it's about kind of just still owning it, you know. It's about yeah. being in your power. It's about going, you know what, I'm in my shit, you know, I'm yeah. in my ego and just owning yeah. it. Um, when you try to what what messes you what messes us up or anyone up is when we are in our ego but we try and resist it yeah yeah that resistance creates persistence exactly what we resist persists so so what you said was perfect it's like you know it's that awareness that we always have two choices in front of us ultimately in terms of um places in which we can come from inside of us and you know, it's like, yes, sometimes we are going to choose the, the, the lower way <laughs> and that's our humanness and it's yeah. okay. Um, but the practice of, you know, developing your intuition is just so it gives you the ability to have a choice in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess a perfect spot to, you know, to sort of wrap things and tighten a nice little bow that if people want to, start to cultivate that choice and want to see what's on the other side of not repeating those patterns and gaining a, a partner, a soul partner for life, you know, in their intuition. Yeah. The intuitive being course is there online now. That being said, we're opening back up now. The world's starting to come <laughs> back into a little bit of normality. Um, and if people, you know, want to work with you in person, there's that option again now as well. So where can everybody get to, to reach out to you, to check out this online course? What's the best route for everyone to catch up? Yeah. So look, honestly, I think uh, if people are really interested, I highly, highly recommend doing the online immersion. Obviously doing online is different to in-person. However, a lot of people who did the in-person trainings actually asked me afterwards, you know, this was, you know, last year, do I have anything online just because they wanted to go over the stuff again and again, and they wanted to practice and integrate. And so I think if you're keen, you know, you can just head to my website, um, soulremedy.com.au or my Instagram, which is, I think is underscore soul remedy. And, you know, check out the online. I I have the launch offer at the moment, which is like, 224 which is super cheap for what you it's get. it is crazy like crazy for everything you've got there yeah. yeah like it's insane um but and, and you know if you love it you can always come and do an in-person one with me next year i probably think the next in-person one at the earliest will be march or april next year yeah um but yeah so fingers crossed to that um yes. but in the meantime yeah, people can do that. And, and yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm so excited for people to do it. And, and I hope they do. Um, I know your wife is loving it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I even just like looking through the sort of the, I guess the footnotes and the modules and stuff today before this, it was just like, Oh, oh it looks so much fun. Can I just, I'll just, I won't go to work this week and I'm just going to sit and take it all in. It looks amazing. <laughs> so it's, it's a testament to, you know, 
it, it could have been very easy to make something relatively small, but you've really just over-delivered beyond <laughs> belief with this. And I, you know, I can't wait to see Kat get to dive into it so much and really start to put it all into practice. So thank you for all of the, you know, the great experiences that are going to come from cat tapping into her intuition and gaining all of that. But thank you for jumping on here with me. It's been awesome to, you know, have a chat outside of our coaching and, and everything else that we do. Um, no, yeah. thank you for having me. And I'm so um, excited for what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, you're super bloody talented as well. Um, and it's an honor to to be guiding you um, through your journey. Yeah, thank you. It's much, much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think we can wrap it up about there, but thank you again so much and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it very, very much that you guys keep coming back and listening again and again and again to these awesome conversations that I'm having. It is honestly so much fun to be doing them and I've got to be honest, I'd be doing them regardless of whether I was releasing them or not to get the time like this to really just talk and hear philosophies from people is so much fun and just an absolute joy. I can't thank Kim enough, honestly, because she was such a huge part of my own personal healing uh, and the journey that I went on to get to where I am today to not only be really well in myself and living a life that I am, albeit has its challenges, I'm so proud of, uh, that now I'm in a place where I'm ready to, as I have been, you know, over the last year and a bit, to share it with you all as well and to offer my services. So if you want to get in touch with Kim, if you want to get in touch with me, check out the footnotes or the show notes, I should say, and you'll be able to get all the links for us there. Please, if you are listening to this in, what are we in now? We're at the end of November in 2020 make sure to jump onto the introductory offer for Kim's course. I honestly cannot believe the price that she is charging for the amount of amazing content she is given. She has an introductory offer where it is 50% off, so make sure you jump onto that. And even if it's after that, it's it's a steal. The The amount of content and practices and everything that is in this, it's... I, I just, I can't speak highly enough of it. So it is an absolute testament to Kim and all the work she does within Soul Remedy. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say. She just, she kicks ass. She knows what she's doing and she she's very diligent about making sure that people aren't led astray or aren't led into misinterpretations, which I think in this industry... Um, can happen all too often with people just sort of letting things fly. So you know you're in safe hands if you're working with her. And go out, get the intuitive being. I know you'll enjoy it. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave comments, rate, review, send me a message, share it on your Instagram, give me your best quotes from the you know from it. The more that we get this out there, the more that people are going to see that there are other options. You know, having having the challenges that we have out 
in today's society, it's more important than ever to get this stuff in front of people's faces, get out of the doom scrolling and provide people something that can brighten their day and can maybe change their life. So until next week, I'm Tom. This is the Thrive Mind Podcast. We'll catch you later. Chica, chica.